The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. So Philippians, the fourth chapter, starting at verse six, dear ones, notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares to us. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, On today, dear ones, we want to go back and go a little farther um, into the text and the topic that we had started to deal with last week. Now, the text that we had started to take a look at is found for us here in Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses six and seven. And the topic that we had begun to address from this text of scripture, dear ones, the topic was this, how to deal with worry, how to deal with worry. We're living in a day and time where people are worrying about a lot of things. Their wor- worry is, is, is a high on the list of a lot of people concerning a lot of things that, we're going, that are going on right now. So we want to see what the Word of God has to say to us about how to deal with this issue, the issue of worry. Um, now, I want to read one more time what, our, what verse 6 says to us. Do you want to notice what it says? It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, we want to begin, dear ones, by taking a look at the first thing that we want to take note of from our text. And the first thing that we want to take note of from our text is we want to take note of the two ranges that the Lord begins to establish for us here in what he says to us through the Apostle Paul. So we want to begin to take note of the two ranges that the Lord establishes for us. He establishes two different ranges for us um, because he says for us that we are to be careful for nothing or to worry about nothing. But then the Lord also goes on to say to us through Paul, he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So we are to be careful or worry about nothing, but we are to pray and have supplications in everything. And so the two ranges that the Lord establishes for us here are, one is for nothing, and the other one is in everything. Those are the two ranges, for nothing, and in everything. Now, as you look up the word range, one of the definitions that you will find for the word range is that it means the space or the extent of a thing that is to be included, covered, or used. So it is the, re- the space or the extent of a thing that is to be included, covered, or used. 
And so the two ranges that the Lord established for us here, dear ones, in this verse of Scripture, what the Lord is basically saying to us in these, in, when he establishes these two ranges is, one, I am to worry about nothing. But then the other range is, I am to pray about everything. Those are the two ranges. I am to worry about nothing. I am to pray about everything. Now, it is because of what the Lord says to us here that he requires us to have a brief discussion about the issue of prayer. Because a lot of times we think we understand what prayer is. We think we understand what prayer is about. But more times than not, as you begin to talk to a person, um, you begin to quickly realize that they do not have a clear understanding of what prayer is and what prayer is about. And so we want to have just a brief discussion about the issue of prayer because there are several things concerning this issue that we need to take note of. One thing, dear ones, is that we must be clear in our understanding of who it is that we are to be praying to. We want to be clear in our understanding of who it is that we are to be praying to because in the context that we have before us, Paul is making reference to us praying to none other than Jehovah God, God the Father. God Almighty, the giver and sustainer of all things and the creator of heaven and of earth. So that is in this context, Paul is saying our prayers, we should be worrying about nothing but praying about everything to God the Father, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Now, the reason why we must be careful to distinguish and delineate, dear ones, who it is that we are to be praying to is because we are living in a day where people are offering prayers to a whole variety of things. People are praying and offering prayers to a whole variety of things. They are offering prayers to Mother Earth. They are offering prayers to the universe. They are offering prayers to spirit beings. They are offering prayers to dead ancestors. And so, and so we're, we're, we're praying about a lot of things. We're offering prayers to a lot of different things. And so while the topic of prayer is being much discussed and much talked about by many people, the object and the focus of those prayers, it differs in a number of different ways. You ever understand what I'm saying? So you hear people talk about prayer, they talk about it, and in our minds, we automatically default to them, to us thinking they're talking about praying to God, God the Father, God Almighty, Jehovah God. Our minds automatically default to that. But dear ones, in this day and time, that, you better change your default settings because you don't know who they're praying to. You don't know who they're talking to when they're praying. It could be some spirit being. It could be Mother Earth. It could be the universe. But when we pray as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, our prayers are all to be directed to one person and one person only. That being God, our Father, God Almighty. We are to be praying to one person and one person only. And dear ones, notice what we're told about this in Matthew, the sixth chapter. So hold your finger here in, in Philippians. But let's all look real quickly to Matthew, the sixth chapter, because Jesus says something there to us that we want to take note of in verse nine of Matthew, the sixth chapter. Dear ones, notice what Jesus says there. He says, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, there are at least four things that the Lord says to us here that we want to take note of. There are at least four things that, that Jesus brings out that we want to point out 
concerning what he, what he says and how he says we are to pray. One thing, dear ones, is that we are speaking to a father. He says, our father. We're speaking to a father, not a mother, not a goddess, not the universe, a, itaraba, a father. As I said, dear ones, we've got to be clear in this. We have to break this thing down. The church has to slow down and break it down. So people are clear in their understanding. When we talk about prayer, we're talking about praying to a father, not a mother. A lot of people want to say, God, you know, God, our mother. No, that no, 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 no. God, our father. So, 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 so there's, there's theology, there's reasoning behind that. There's purpose and intent behind all these things. We're praying to a father, not a mother, not the universe, not a goddess, our father. The second thing we need to take note of, dear ones, is that the one we are speaking to is Jesus says it is our father, our father. In other words, there is a direct personal and intimate connection and association that we have to the one that we are praying to. There is a direct and intimate connection and association. He is our creator. He is our sustainer. He is our provider. He is our father. He's not some distant being out there somewhere that we have no connection to and no relationship with. He is our father. He is the beginning of all things. He is the sustainer of all things that we're talking to. The third thing that we want to take note of, dear ones, is we want to take note that his location is he is in heaven. Jesus says, our father who art in heaven. He is not within me. He is not created by me. He's not in the wilderness. He's not on the golf course. And he's shown off ain't in Washington, D.C. Amen. Lord have mercy. He's he's in heaven. He is above us. In other words, dear ones, the source of all true authority and all true power is above us. It is not within us. It does not come from us. And it is not around us. It is above us. Thank you, Lord. Lord have mercy. And the last thing that we want to take note of, then we're going back to Philippians, is Jesus points out that his name is hallowed. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In other words, his name is holy. It is to be honored. It is to be revered. It is not to be taken lightly and it is not to be treated disrespectfully. We ought not throw the Lord's name around in, 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 in any fashion and in any way we want to using it in any term and in in, in any fashion that we feel is appropriate or fitting. Dear ones, his name is hallowed. It is holy. It is to be reverenced. It is to be honored. It is to be respected. But dear ones, as we look back at, at, at Philippians, another thing about prayer, the issue of prayer that we want to notice is we want to take note of how we are to pray. Because when we pray, we are to pray in Jesus' name. Most of us in here, you know, we, we, we're so used to praying. It's automatic. You know, we say, you know, dear father, in Jesus name or Lord, I'm asking you for this in Jesus name or Lord, I, I'm giving you praise in Jesus name. It's so automatic to many of us, dear ones, that we have forgotten for some of us. We have forgotten the reason why we are using that phrase in Jesus name. 
And so, dear ones, when we pray in Jesus' name, our prayers are to be offered to God based upon the access and the authority that is graciously and kindly given to us through his son, Jesus Christ. That is what you are praying in when you say in Jesus' name. You are accessing God the Father through you are accessing the authority and the and, and you are given that access through his son Jesus Christ who has kindly and graciously given that to us We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment but we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Hold your finger here in Philippians and let's all turn real quickly to John, the book of Gospel of John, I should say. The Gospel of John, we'll go look at chapter 15. John, the 15th chapter. Notice what we're told, dear ones, in verses 7 and 8, and then we're going to jump down to verse 16. So John 15, starting at verse 7, it's Jesus says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my, disi- my disciples. Now jump down to verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name he may give it you. So dear ones, Jesus says we are to produce fruit. We are to bear fruit. We are to go forth and bear fruit. And he gives us the promise that whatever you ask of the Father, as you're seeking to bear fruit, to bring glory to God, as if you ask it in my name, that is utilizing the access and the authority that you have that I'm giving to you, to God the Father. If you do that in my name, he'll give you what you're asking for. A lot of times we're praying, dear ones, but we're praying for our own benefit. We're not praying so that God will be glorified. And so that's why many of our prayers go unanswered, even though we're saying in Jesus' name. The Lord's looking at us and saying, no, no, I ain't going to get glorified out of that. <laughs> how, how is that going to benefit my kingdom and my agenda? That just benefits your kingdom and your agenda. Lord have mercy. And so the Lord says, no, 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 no. In my name, when you use the phrase in my name, as I said, dear ones, what you are doing is you're you're offering prayers to God based upon the access and the authority that is kindly and graciously given to us through his son, Jesus Christ. And so when we use the phrase in Jesus name, dear ones, in our prayers, what we are actually saying to God, the father is this. I am offering these prayers to you based upon the access, the authority, 
the standing and the position that I have before you that has nothing to do with my own goodness, my own worth, my own merit or my own righteousness, but is completely and totally based upon those things that have been graciously and kindly given to me through your son, Jesus Christ. All that is contained in those four words in Jesus name or three words in Jesus name. All that is contained. So you're, as I said, let me read it one more time. What you are literally saying to God is I am offering these prayers to you based upon the access, the authority, the standing and the position that I have before you. That has nothing to do with my own goodness. I don't have this standing and position before you, God the Father, because of my own goodness or because of my own righteousness, my own merit or worth. That has nothing to do with any of this. But it is completely and totally based upon those things that have been graciously and kindly given to me through your son, Jesus Christ. Dear ones, like the saying goes, the saying goes, I come to you, dear father, with none of my own righteousness do I bring. I come to you, dear father, holding firmly to the promises of your son, do I cling? That's it. That's all that it is. So when we say in Jesus' name, dear ones, that is what we're saying. So so we're dealing with the issue of prayer, a brief discussion on it. A third thing, real quickly, about the issue of prayer that we want to bring up. Because of the range that is established for us here in Philippians, the range, as I said, is be careful for nothing. That's the first range, for nothing. The second range is in everything by prayer and supplication. The second range is in everything. So I am to worry about nothing. I am to pray about everything. Those are the two ranges. Because of the ranges that are established for us here in Philippians, dear ones, everybody hear me now. Because of those two ranges, there is really no issue in life that is too big, too small, too silly, or too serious that I cannot and should not talk to God about in prayer. There really is no issue. Because of the range that Paul establishes for us here, that the Lord establishes through Paul, there really is no issue that's too big or too small, too serious, or too silly. That I cannot go before the Lord and say, Lord, I need to talk with you about this. I want to talk with you about this. Optimally, and optimally, there was optimally, my talking to the Lord about these various things in prayer, it should be done before I make any major decisions. (laughs) It should not be done after I have made decisions. It should be done before any decisions are made. And then the last thing that we want to bring up about the issue of prayer, then we're going back to our text, dear ones, and then we're moving on. The last thing is this. Because of the range that is established for us here, I must be careful to never fall victim to the deception that there are certain things in my life that I can handle on my own. Because of the range that is established, I am to worry about nothing. I am to pray about everything. Because of those two ranges. I must be careful to never fall victim to that deception that has me believing that there are certain things in my life that I can handle or deal with on my own. Dear ones, if I am, to, if I am being encouraged to talk to the Lord about everything, then that establishes for me the clear but painful truth that there is no issue that I by myself am sufficient to be able to successfully or effectively handle on my own. There really is no issue that I am able to successfully and effectively handle on my own. 
and, and let's look at real quickly. Hold your finger here in Philippians. Let's all turn real quickly to Proverbs, the third chapter. I could quote it, but I need for us to read it. I want for us to read it. Now, I, I, quoting it is one, but reading it has more power to it. Notice what we're told. Proverbs, the third chapter, starting at verse, uh, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. As I said last Sunday, we, we read those verses, we can quote those verses, we know that verse of Scripture, and we always stop at verse 6, and we don't finish reading the rest of the, the, rest of the statement. What verse 7 and 8 say. Notice what it says. Be not wise in your own eyes. In other words, do not believe there are issues in life that you can handle on your own. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. And so, dear ones, as I said, we, we, because of the range that the Lord establishes for us here through Paul, it lets me know that it's painful. It's a painful truth to realize, but it is clear. It is, it, and anybody that is honest will have to admit that really, when you really look at it, there really is no issue in life that I am effective. I, I can be effective or successful in handling on my own by myself. There really is no issue. I cannot make my marriage work on my own. I cannot raise my children on my own. I cannot handle finances on my own. I cannot make major decisions of where to live and what, where to work, all those things on my own. I will mess up real fast. And so if I'm going to make those kinds of decisions, or even the smallest of decisions, if I'm going to make those decisions, dear ones, I need to first go before the Lord and say, Lord, give me the direction I need. Give me the guidance that I need encourage and empower me to make clear and accurate decisions that are based upon what you see is best for me, not what I believe is best for me. But dear ones, as we get back into Philippians and we look again at our text here, as we continue on with it, the next thing that we want to notice is we want to take note of what it is that we are being encouraged to do here. We want to make note of what it is we're being encouraged to do here because we are told that we are to offer to the Lord prayers and supplications with thanksgiving. Paul says we are to offer prayers and supplications with thanksgiving. Now, in this context, prayer is referring to those times where we are simply talking to the Lord about any and all things that are going on in my life that can be, in a, that can be done in a formal way like we did before I started this message. That was a formal way of praying. Or it can be done in an informal way, such as me talking to the Lord or us talking to the Lord when we are in the grocery store or talking to the Lord as you're driving here from Bremerton to the church or talking to the Lord as you're as you're at your desk on your job. You're talking to the Lord. It's done in an in, in an informal way. And so, dear ones, this talking with the Lord that we are describing here, it should be done as a dialogue and not as a monologue. It should be done as a dialogue and not as a monologue. A dialogue, or I should say a monologue, a monologue is just one person doing all the talking and the other person just listening. A lot of times that's how we pray. We just do all the talking and we just expect the Lord to just listen to what we're saying. But when we are to pray, if we're seeking to pray effectively and successfully and have the most efficiency in our prayers then the most, and the most productivity from our prayers, then, dear ones, we need to learn to pray in a way that is a dialogue. That means you talk for a little bit and then you shut up and you let the Lord talk to you. 
You get still before the Lord. You get quiet before the Lord. You spend time before the Lord saying nothing because you're listening for the Lord. You're listening. To, you're trying to hear what he is saying. Now, it might be he speaks to you a word. It could be he speaks to you a passage of scripture. It could be he speaks to you specific direction. Dear ones, however the Lord speaks, you're seeking to listen to him. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life.